Hey, Trinity Life. I am here with my twin sister. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited. She is so nervous. <laughs> she, she is not excited at all. She's like, oh no, what are we gonna do? Uh, but yeah, as you're not looking at, uh, it's not, we're not doing any camera tricks here. I know we look alike, but like, this isn't me over here with long hair. This is me with long hair. This is my actual twin sister. And I'm really excited that she's here. She would have never seen herself doing anything like this last week. Um, <laughs> any, any time ago. So her, her only solace is that you guys aren't actually in the room with us while we were filming this. Um, she hates to be like in the spotlight and all that, but we got like four spotlights around here <laughs> lighting us up. So um, I'm so excited you're here. I'm glad we get to do this together. Um, and our theme for today is one another father, which <laughs> if... You know, that's that's uh, we have the same father. So uh, spiritually and earthly father, as Missy said earlier. So uh, we're going to jump into that theme, which is going to be really fun to talk about. Uh, but again, just a reminder for this series. All we've done is read this passage over and over again. We didn't look at commentaries. We didn't listen to uh, sermons. Online. You didn't do that, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's <laughs> I didn't, I didn't make sure that was, that was a thing. Like, all we've done is read the, this passage over and over again and just heard from God and say, God, what are you speaking to us and what do you want us to speak to the church? So again, the theme is one another father and uh, we're going to jump in. So Diane, uh, what's something God's spoken to you? What have you seen in this passage that, um, that you want to point out to us that God has shown you? Yeah, so as we've talked about in previous sermons, um, he refers to us as children, beloved. And I noticed in the start of this one, he uses little children. So it just, yeah. when I think of little children, I think of, it made me think of like faith like a child. So as I was reading through these verses. Um, Which, yeah, before you go into that, um, we've talked about this this um, designation that John has for us a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason we're talking about it again is because he keeps on repeating it. And so it must be really important for us to know what this means and for us to accept this, this designation. So yeah, what, you were talking about the verses here? Yeah, so as I was reading through it and meditating on it, I just, um, since he referred to us as little children, I just noticed that he was urging us to go back to um, having faith like a child, a simple faith, and even the basics. I mean, he, just in the way he talks, even he uses like short, concise statements like mm. sin is lawlessness and don't let anyone deceive you. And yeah. um, just simple truths like that, that mm -hmm. maybe we need to be reminded of as um, or they needed to be reminded of at that time and applies to us as well. You know, he actually, uh, if you know, if you know Jesus and you know the gospels, that's all he's, he's just repeating the gospels. <laughs> he's just like, he's repeating to us what he's heard from Jesus and he's given it to us. And, and so, so many of these truths, like they're not brand new. Yeah. They're just like, hey, I just want to remind you, yeah. little child, beloved, yeah. 
This is what Jesus told us. And this sometimes is how we, we need live. those reminders, right? Obviously, yeah, a lot of times, it. right? A, a, a lot of times. Um, like, let no one deceive you. Yeah. Like, practice righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, don't practice sin. It's lawlessness. Uh, yeah, all, all those things. So I, I love I love that, too. I love how John, it's almost like, I know it's the, the mother hen picture in the Old Testament where, where uh, it talks about coming under the wings, yeah. uh, you know, Jesus uh, or sorry, God gathering his, his children in that way. I feel that way with reading this book mm-hmm. and what John is doing. He's kind of like, hey, hey, little children, come here and, and let's talk about let's talk about this. Uh, so um, as I said earlier, we have the same dad and talking about kids here. And one of the big truths in this passage is if we are God's children, we will look like God um, in the same way that um, we probably look like our father, uh, our earthly father, right? Our, our dad. So let's 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 just list some characteristics of dad. Uh, what are some What are some things that dad is like? Uh, that uh, how about this? Let's do this. Okay, this will be fun. Uh-oh. What are <laughs> What are some characteristics of dad that you see in me? And then I'll do you. <laughs> this will be fun. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> um, only the good ones. I know. <laughs> <laughs> only the good ones. And if they are bad ones, like, like just like look at the good side of it. <laughs> we don't want to bash dad here. <laughs> or me. <laughs> I mean, the main, the main one that comes to mind is like your teach, your teaching, your, your ability to teach and Mm. to, to, um, explain things. I remember dad always, (laughs) always went on and on and on. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not as loquacious as dad is. Um, but yeah, he would always sit us down and explain things to us and he would, he would teach us. That was his form of yeah. discipline. Um, so yeah, that was, that's one of the main things. I yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's go back and forth. So think of another one while I talk about you. So you, um, you consider others, um, so much and so well, and that's something that we get from our dad too. Uh, oh, both dads, our two dads, <laughs> our heavenly father and our earthly father. Like you, yeah. you get, uh, we've seen that modeled so much by our dad. Yeah. He, he sees those who are poor and oppressed. He, he cares for those who are on the outs and, and he has just an immense consideration for the other. Yes. And you model that well. Thank you. All right. Do me, do me. <laughs> Um, oh, only good ones, right? Or <laughs> she can think about the bad. <laughs> no. Um, just his, um, his always wanting to um, be present and be like involved in everything we did. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, you aren't, and he wasn't the type of dad to get home and just like sit down on the couch and not do anything. Mm-hmm. He was always. You're gonna make me cry. I told you not to make me cry. He, um, <laughs> You're making yourself cry. <laughs> he was, he um, was always involved and active in our lives, and yeah. I loved that about him. 
Yeah. We're going to make dad cry when he watches this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, I had one in my mind, and then when you started talking about that, it went away, so I don't remember that one. Um, But this is also one, your work ethic. Uh, You have such a tremendous sense of responsibility, and uh, and you work hard at everything you do. Um, And, and, I mean, we've... this isn't just a, this isn't just about that. I mean, our our mom is that way too, even like to a fault, yeah. <laughs> uh, where she won't rest sometimes. Which uh, is yeah, we won't talk about the bad things. <laughs> um, but yeah, just this tremendous sense of responsibility and and your work ethic. And so uh, yeah, those are things that we see in our dad that we receive from him that we embody. And so if you, if you were to look at us and to look at him, because we don't look anything physically like our dad, um, people wouldn't even guess we're related. Uh, if, you were to, if you were to do that, uh, if you were to see us in how we act, you might associate us. Um, so in the same way with God the Father, if we are his children... We're going to look like him. We're going to do the yeah. things he does. So let's just list some of those things. We don't have to do the like what we see in each other thing. But let's list some characteristics of, of God. And, and, and because that's how we're supposed to look. So, for instance, um, God is merciful. So he's quick to show mercy, not give someone a just punishment, but to withhold that from somebody. What what else? Um, he's he's loving and he cares for mm-hmm. for us, and in turn, we should care for others. Right, right. Uh, he's forgiving. Like he's no matter how much we sin against him, he forgives us. And so, how much more so should we do that when we sin against each other and and always forgive him? Peter says this right. He says, Jesus, how how much should I forgive my brother? who does the same exact sin against me over and over again. And Jesus says, well, basically his, his response is, well, as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. What, what else? Um, compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, righteous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Faithful. Yeah. Faithful. Um, never give up on us. So all these things, and you guys can think about them too, like all these are characteristics of who God is, his, his, he's just, he's holy, right? He's, he shows grace, which is unmerited favor to us that establishes a relationship uh, with him. He, he does all these things he doesn't have to do. He gives us good gifts, right? He, he gave us himself. Like, so he's very generous. And, and, and so there's so many characteristics of God um, that we are to embody. And I think the question is, well, how are we doing at that? Like how, and you know, this isn't for you to answer here, but like, how are you doing at that? How am I doing at that? How is our church doing at embodying those things? How are you doing at looking like God? When someone sees you at work, do they say, oh man, there's something different about there's something different about you. There's something different about that person because they don't act like all the other people at work. 
um, you know, when some, when, when, uh, you know, someone sees you out at the grocery store, like how you treat people, um, when, when someone sees you at a, a Jays game or something like that, right? Like, do you carry yourself in a way that you're walking as a child of light, mm-hmm. right? Where you are actually, the darkness is fleeing before you because you're embodying these characteristics because, Here, I think that's important because in this first section, that's the last part of chapter two, he says, and now, little children, abide in him, dwell in him, remain in him, so that when he appears, so talking about Jesus, when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink back or not, sorry, and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. So here's the thing. Actually, let me finish that. And if you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. So this is why we're talking about father language. You'll see this word born over and over again through this passage. Um, and then children, of course. Uh, and, and so there's two options here. There's two reactions when we meet Jesus face to face. There's confidence or there's shrinking back in shame. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for us who know that we should model our lives after Jesus, if we don't do that, there will be a shrinking back in shame. It reminds me of Exodus chapter 19, where the people of Israel, they're supposed to approach God at the, mount, at the mountain at Mount Sinai. And God tells them to come forward, but instead they shrink back. And they say no, and they kind of push Moses forward, and Moses is the guy who ends up being the mediator, but God wanted a relationship with all of us, with all of them, and which is why the new covenant had to be established. And so we are in that age, we're in this age of the new covenant where the Holy Spirit actually abides in you and abides in me. And so what is it going to be like when we meet Jesus face to face? Well, we have confidence in that because we have modeled ourselves after our Father, or will we shrink back in shame uh, at his coming? And that's a pretty, that's a pretty harsh statement. And now, so think about this. <clears throat> for our earthly father, for our dad, when were the times when you shrunk back in shame? Um, you don't have to give specifics. Yeah, <laughs> I was a good kid. <laughs> um, just like when I knew I disappointed him, mm. like those would be the times when I wouldn't want to face him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like when you disappointed him, when you disobeyed, when you did something wrong and you're like, oh, no, dad's going to come home from work and give mom, us a talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sit us down and talk to us. Uh and um, and there's like a shrinking back in shame when you're like, oh, I, I disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in in this in in this passage, when we think about Jesus, if we are living a life of sin, if we're living constantly in a lifestyle of sin, when we know we shouldn't be, if we if we have this, let's say you have this sin that is a is a habitual sin for you, you know, for for guys. Like a lot of times that's something like lust or pornography for 
for um, women. I don't know if there's like a specific sin like for for women, um, uh, but uh, there's there's just there's just sins that people fall into and over again. Whether it's you know gossip or or gluttony or um, lying or you know exaggerating the truth, things like that. And so when that is your pattern of behavior. And you know that is when Jesus comes, there's going to be a shrinking back because you are you are in shame because, you know, like you've like it's you've disobeyed. Um, The cool thing about the father, though, is. He just forgives. And he shows us mercy and he shows Mm -hmm. us grace. And so that doesn't have to be our reality at the end. Because we can actually go to the Father and he can forgive us. Um, But let's talk about, because John talks about, he's going to give us a dichotomy here between those who uh, practice sinning and lawlessness and how they're of the devil and those who practice righteousness and how they're of the Father. So um, he goes down here and he, he points out there's two fathers. And you guys read this earlier today. Uh, there's two fathers. There's the devil and there's God. And he's, he talks about how we should be like him. Um, uh, let's go down to verse six. He says, or sorry, verse four. Everyone who pr- makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. And then uh, sin is lawlessness. Um, you know that he appeared in order to take away sins. And in, in him, there is no sin. So if we are in him... If your identity is fully rooted in Christ, that means that there will be no sin in us. Uh, No one who abides in him, this is your identity in Christ, keeps on sinning. And no one who who keeps on sinning has either seen him or, sorry, no one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty black and white. Like if you keep on sinning, you actually don't know Jesus. That's right? why Jesus says those harsh passages in the gospel, the seemingly harsh ones, where he says, I never knew you. Uh, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Right? He's like, you, you guys are sinning. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. And then here comes the dichotomy because he says, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. God appeared, the Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. So you were born of God. You're his child. So you cannot practice sinning. Like you actually can't do it. Right? Like, like it's like God. One of his characteristics is he cannot lie. Mm. Well, why God, why can't God lie? Well, because he's all good. And if he's all good, he can't lie. So when people say, well, God can do anything. You're like, well, not exactly. He, he can't lie. He can't, sin right he can't do wrong he can't do evil because he's all good um and and so here in the same token if you are truly born of the spirit if you're truly god's child then you can't make a practice of sinning yeah so let's let's talk about this thing what like how do you what do you feel like when you sin like what do you sense how do you know that you have sinned when, when it happens. 
Um, well, obviously we know the difference between right and wrong, but you feel ashamed, um, scared even of consequences that could mm-hmm. happen. Um, guilty, carry yeah. guilt for sin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now in the Bible it talks about how, uh, being of God counters those things, right? There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? God's kindness actually leads us to repentance, right? And so you have this, you have this kind of aura and these, and these implications surrounding sin that are guilt and shame and there's a, there's a hiding like in Genesis yeah. chapter three, right? They, they go and hide from God. And, but if we are born of God, when, when we sin, it's actually different, right? Because, because they're like, the enemy is like, yes, feel those things. What does God want us to actually experience through our sin? What are some of those things he wants us to experience, you think? I mean, he wants us to come to him and experience yeah. his love and forgiveness yeah. and not not those things that keep us from him. Exactly, because those things just further uh, distance us from God yeah. and he's trying to pursue us and bring us back. It's yeah. like the prodigal son where the father's arms are wide open yeah. and he's like pulling up his robe and running to, to the son to meet him, right? So... Um, so in in the same token, ah, uh, this is um, this reminds me actually of uh, the Screw Tape Letters. So C.S. Lewis wrote this book called The Screw Tape Letters, um, where he's writing. It's like it's two demons writing back and forth these letters, where one is mentoring the other, and how to get at Christians and how to make them stumble and how to, you know, inflict the church and how to basically wreak havoc in the world. Um, and what we just talked about is, is, is in the screw tape letters too, where it's like, yeah, yeah. Like make them stay in their guilt. They should feel guilty, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but also, um, what's interesting is, uh, they talk about the devil as their father. And it's confusing. Like, like C.S. Lewis, it, he said when he wrote it, after he wrote it, he's like, I'll never do anything like that again. It totally messed me up because it was a complete reversal because he would talk about our father, meaning the, meaning the devil, and he would talk about the evil one, meaning, mm. meaning God, right? And so it was like a complete reversal in the screw tape letters. And, and, uh, and a lot of times when we sin and we make a practice of sinning, there's that complete reversal. We think God is trying to distance himself from us when in, in reality is we've done that because we've followed, yeah. we followed the, the enemy instead of following God when he's trying to bring us back in. And so um, here he says, no one, okay, verse nine, no one born of God makes practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. 
we'll talk about loving your brother next next week and what that and what that looks like. Um, but let's finish on this. So <clears throat> when I when I read this, I thought, you know, going back to the first part where it says, when Jesus appears, how will we meet him? I thought, wow. Am I prepared to meet Jesus face to face? Like what needs to happen in my life here now to prepare me to meet Jesus? And it made me think of um, Tim Keller, who Tim Keller's going through, um, he has stage four pancreatic cancer, was diagnosed what, I don't know, two years ago, something like that. Um, and and his response to this has been very mature and um, you see his faith shine through because he has he's said something to, to the effect of, um, which has helped him accept this illness in his life. Because if you're Tim Keller, guys, you could say, I've done all these great things for God and this is how he repays me, mm-hmm. right? Like I've given my whole life to this and at the end of my life, I have to suffer through through this thing, stage four pancreatic, like this is like one of the worst cancers, right? Um, he could have that attitude. And, and a lot of people would say, yeah, I, I understand that. that that's, um, I understand that sentiment, right? And some people might even say who aren't Christians, like, yeah, that's justified. You know, it's, it's, it's Job's friends, curse God and die, right? It's just like, yeah. Um, but that isn't, hasn't been his response. His response has been, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm not prepared to meet Jesus as I am. And this thing is going to help me get there. Mm. Wow. This suffering is going to help me meet Jesus face to face. And I, and I may have needed this to do that. And I'm like, man, what a, what a, um, what a perspective, yeah. right? And so I just want to end with asking you guys to consider that. Like what needs to happen in your heart and your life for you to be ready to meet from Jesus, to, to meet Jesus face to face and not shrink back when you see him, but to meet him with, what does he say here? Confidence at his coming. We want to meet Jesus that way. We want to meet Jesus like with open arms running to him face to face, not not be scared, not not, not um, be scared because he might be disappointed or we have disobeyed him or we practice sinning and lawlessness, but we want to be children of light and righteousness, um, be practicing righteousness. So uh, let's just pray and, and finish, finish that out. Father, thank you. Thank you that um, you unite us in your Holy Spirit and it is only by the power of your Spirit that we can stop practice, practicing sinning and that we can live lives of righteousness. And so we, we rely on you, Holy Spirit. Abide in us. We abide in you. And may we be a church that displays this world that we are children of our Heavenly Father who is good, who is gracious, who is forgiving, who is just, who is holy, who is loving and who gives good gifts. We love you, Jesus, and pray this in your name.
Amen. Amen.